Ethos Clipper Nation is the Ethos Clippers podcast coming at you after a fantastic victory for the Los Angeles Clippers in O Canada, beating the Toronto Raptors one night after coming back from below the grave against the Detroit Pistons. It's back-to-back wins for the Los Angeles Clippers. They're 2-1 and one on the five-game road trip, and who better to chat about the win than the newly married Matt Matawarren. Back with me, my co-host on the Ethos Clippers podcast. What is up, married Matt? Sports Ethos Clipper Nation, Brandon Marcus. How the heck are you? I'm pumped. I'm married. I'm stoked. The Undertaker meme was in full effect last night. Tonight we took care of business, like you said, up north. I couldn't be in a better mood. The holiday season is upon us. Maybe it passed. For me, it's still rolling on. I am thrilled to be back on with you, Brandon. A huge shout out for all of you listeners that don't know. Matt, on his wedding weekend, on Saturday, posted the podcast I did with Tomer. So an absolute saint of a man. He may not have been on the podcast, but a huge contributor to gain that podcast in your ear. So a big virtual round of applause for our friend Matt. And we'll do a little golf clap as well next to the microphone. So huge thank you to you, Matt. Um, married man, dude. It's it's. What do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the Clippers? You want to talk about marriage? We could go a little bit into married life. I, I'd... So far, it's been marriage is bliss. So far, maybe we're on a uh, we're on our little cloud nine here, but. Boy, it was it was Friday the twenty third, four years to the day of our first date. I couldn't have asked for a better partner, a better wedding location, a place called One Hour Marriage, not a sponsor, but in Alhambra. It was fantastic. And I, yeah, I I I was speechless then. I'm speechless now. You know, I'm. I, I usually like to gab and talk, but I was all smiles, all all tears of joy. Greatest day of my life. Outstanding. We are all very happy for you and thrilled and wish you a lifetime of happiness and you and your wife just a lifetime of everything good and health, happiness, everything your way. Uh, and it was a good thing you didn't need to uh, watch the Clippers lose on Friday against Philadelphia because it was uh, not a great game. And one that we're not even going to discuss on today's podcast because we're going to discuss about wins today. We're going to discuss the win against Detroit yesterday in what was very bizarre. Um, There's not a whole lot that I want to hit from that game because when you break down this Clippers team, I think it's kind of pointless to discuss games where Kawhi isn't healthy because this team, A, is not winning a title without Kawhi and B, the games without Kawhi. Sure, you learn a couple things here and there, but you can't really break it down completely because it's not the roster that you're going to used to seeing in the playoffs. So let's start with today. Um, an 11 point win against Toronto. The Clippers really just had this one from the third quarter onwards. But before we go to the actual game, you wanted to bring something up. So we're not going to waste any time there. You tweeted at me, said you're going to bring something up and you're curious to see if I'm going to agree or disagree. Let's start there. What you got for me? So it, it does actually harken back a little bit, to, even back to my wedding day, to Philadelphia where we lost um, in terrible fashion, and then to the game yesterday where the Clippers were able to, to pull out the overtime victory against Detroit. Mm-hmm. 
I was scanning through, you know, Clipper Twitter, Clipper Media, some of your tweets yourself, Brandon, and I started to think to myself, and maybe this will be controversial, but it's probably not because it's it's really a simple idea. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking that every win is good, or ewig, if you will. Every win is good, and I know that maybe we may be a little disappointed that it we had to come back. What what one of 419 teams have ever done down 10 with three minutes left? Whatever whatever that stat was that they showed, it went to overtime. It took some heroics from the bench, but with the way with the way that the that the league and especially the Western Conference is breaking down this year, I gotta say, I think every win is good, and I was actually pleased by yesterday's performance rather than indicative of, and like you said, Kawhi wasn't there obviously, but what do you think about every win is good? Like this, this can we be happy with the win or, or do we need to be, or do we, or, or, or is it a, an indication of how the failings of the Clippers? No, I like that. Um, I, I think that's really interesting um, that you say that because that's how I kind of was going to start with yesterday's game. Um, that I think the most, the biggest takeaway for me from yesterday's game is that the Clippers have put themselves into a position where once again this season, they know that if they fall behind against a team, they have the ability to come back. And that's a very important trait to have in the postseason that you have that attitude and that mindset knowing that you've done it before. And the Clippers did that against, obviously, against Atlanta last year, several other times. I always bring up the Atlanta game because that was obviously the biggest comeback. But this team clearly knows that if it falls behind double figures late in games, and I'm not saying double figures in the second quarter, when they're behind in the fourth quarter, this team knows that it can come back and win games. And for yesterday, to be down by 14 with less than four minutes left in the game, and to come back, and it wasn't even the starters. I mean, Ty Lue essentially waved the white flag, bringing in Moses Brown and Amir Coffey. It wasn't a, hey, let's inject some energy into this team type of move. It was a, let's wave the white flag type of move. And even for those guys to come in and not just play it out just casually, but to go out in full force and try and get the deficit to a manageable margin with just a couple minutes left tells you this team truly never believes it's done. And that goes all the way to the reserves who don't even play. And it gives you a little bit of a sneak peek at what this team looks like and its chemistry and everybody's roles and their happiness with their roles. Because if Amir Coffey is pissed about his role, he doesn't come in and just work his ass off to get this team into within arm's reach. Instead, he goes and just dribbles and shoots and does whatever he wants and just plays it out. So I completely agree with you that every win is good. Now, should have gotten to yesterday's point where they were down by 14 with three, with three and a half minutes left when they led by 15 in the third quarter? No, no, it shouldn't have. And that there are certainly things that need to be cleaned up. But going back to what I said at the start of this podcast, there was no Kawhi Leonard. And this is a very different team with Kawhi. And this is not a team that's going to win a title without Kawhi. So there are things that you can learn, certain individual things you can learn from different people on the team. But that being said, they got the win. And at the end of the day, a win's all that matters. And right now the Clippers are a half a game back of the three spot, which is unbelievable given how many injuries this team has dealt with 
and the fact that it's only been less than a handful of times that Kawhi started with PG and a healthy team. So yes, I agree with you, Matt. Every win is good. Listen, I know right now it's not looking great for the Clippers to win the NBA title, but if you want to get some good odds for the Clippers to get those guys back and win some money, head over to my bookie. Which team has the best shot? We think it's the Clippers, obviously. Well, gotta tell you, if Kawhi and PG are back, I love those odds. If futures aren't your thing, it's been profitable betting player props this season, thanks to Anthony Davis. Yeah, I know, Anthony Davis, he's a Laker. And Steph Curry. Regardless of what you're betting on, cash in and cash out quick with my bookie using the promo code ETHOS when you make your first deposit. E-T-H-O-S, ETHOS. You heard that right. My bookie will spot you extra cash with your deposit, minimum $45. But you can claim the bonus all the way up to 2 thousand you heard me two thousand turn game day into payday when you bet with my bookie everyone is good everyone is possible it it it's a it's a theory that can move forward into the playoffs too but especially in the regular season where everyone also counts yes because like you just said now a game and a half out of out of first just sort of moving up the standards and with the with the glut with um, with everybody in the West sort of just sort of jam-packed, especially in that top sub top six out of the the play-in, yeah, every every win is important, every game is important, every point, every shot, especially. And we can now move on to uh, the Raptors game tonight. This was a huge one as well with Kawhi returning. Yes, no doubt. And we talked about on the podcast with Tomer about which game Kawhi would play in, and. I said, you know what, if he does not play in that Detroit game, it tells you that the Clippers know they can beat Detroit without him and then want to win against Detroit, I mean, win against Toronto with Kawhi. And there's also, of course, the part where Kawhi got asked, which game does he want to play? And of course, he wants to return to Toronto and play in front of those fans, which he won a title for. So that certainly plays a role. But at the same time, you also need to factor in that the Clippers now got two wins in two, whereas if they play that game with Kawhi yesterday and keep him on his normal two days rest before, two days rest after, and what you would normally expect to see, then maybe they lose this game against Toronto. But instead, you've got two wins. goes back to what you said. Everyone is huge. And that's why we've had these frustrations on the podcast where the Clippers have lost certain games, a la at Orlando, that they've had no business losing. Because when the standings are as bunched as they are right now, there's no reason why you should be losing certain games. Because if you win them, all of a sudden, you're putting yourself in a great position to be in the top four in the West. And as you and I have talked about, you need to get in the top six because you have way too many guys that have had minutes restrictions, that have gotten hurt, that you do not want to put that wear and tear on in the first two games that you could possibly play in in a play-in tournament. There's no need to do that. You want the extra rest before you actually get into the postseason um, and play against a team that, sure, may have a little momentum, a la a Minnesota, but you'd rather have the rest. Uh, the momentum doesn't matter, I think, for this team. It's more about the rest. And so for this game, and we can go into it, there's a lot of positives to take away. Um, there are several different things that I want to point out, um, several different stats that I really enjoyed that were posted during and after the game. Um, I think what I want to start with now is one from my buddy Shane Young, at YoungNBA on Twitter. The Clippers now are 68-24 and 24 in the regular season with Kawhi and PG in the lineup. 68 wins, 24 losses. That is, if you can't do the math, that's 92 games. So obviously a little bit more than a regular season. That's a 74% winning percentage. This team, Matt, with Kawhi and PG is a top two team 
in the Western Conference. And you saw that today, that with Kawhi getting double and triple teamed at any given moment, he still finished with 15 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. And the 8 assists were huge. Just one turnover, which is amazing considering how many times he got a double and triple team at him, which is the difference, obviously, between Kawhi and PG, where we've seen PG get swamped with defenders and turning it over left and right before. But you and I have said, well, the difference is that when Kawhi's on the floor, PG doesn't get that treatment. And so for PG, what he do today? Only three turnovers, and he had five assists. And of course, he also had 23 points, and he shot the ball really efficiently. He was 9 of 18, and that helps to have Kawhi on the floor. So yeah, that, the, the Kawhi and PG factor from today was in full force, Matt. Full force, and... That that is such an amazing stat from Shane. You know, it, there's a lot of talk like, oh, um, Tatum and Brown for the Celtics are what Kawhi and PG were supposed to be. Or mm-hmm. yeah. now we're seeing the best the best uh, duo with with the Nets with with them coming on with KD and and Kyrie. That's that's what Ka- Kawhi and PG were supposed to be. Well, actually, if you look at the the 92 game sample size they are what they're supposed to be they just have to play together and be healthy so they can be what they're supposed to be it's 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 just a matter of them being on the floor together which is super encouraging it's great the like like you said the the Paul George performance when he doesn't have all that pressure everybody swarming on him was was so amazing to see that was that that was a huge um a huge factor in my mind, the minutes 35 apiece for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard too. super encouraging, a lot of good stuff to glean from tonight, but that duo don't count them out as the best duo in the NBA just yet, folks. Don't just don't count them out just yet. And really positive number that Brian Seaman mentioned on the broadcast, 35 minutes for Kawhi Leonard, which is the highest number he has played this season. And like I said, again, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. He didn't shoot all that great. 5 of 12, but I mean, you make one of those, you're 6 of 12, and that's 50%. 4 of 5 from the line, which he has had his struggles with the line, so 4 of 5 is fine. Um, PG, 5 threes in today's ball game after yesterday against the Pistons, going 2 of 7, but he was 12 of 14 from the line yesterday with 11 assists, so... Yesterday, by the way, PG had 11 assists with three turnovers. He has figured out a little bit when playing with Kawhi, when not playing with Kawhi, what he needs to do. And it's it's important to see what the Clippers did today. And it was a pure domination. And there are several different players that we can talk about. Um, but do you want to go ahead and give me, go ahead, give me your norm. I need to hear it. No! Yes, yes. Here's the thing, Matt. He now has a role. How much do we talk in the earlier part of the season that he's been terrible? He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not shooting well. He's just not been good. He And we said he just doesn't have a role. He's starting in some games. He's coming off the bench in others. Back-to-back games where today, 22 points, super efficient from the field, 8 of 14. Yesterday, off the bench, 22 minutes, 16 points, 7 of 12 from the field. He's always been an efficient shooter. 
when he has himself a role. And now in back-to-back games, he is, you do the math. I don't want to do the math, actually. I think it's 15 of 26. I mean, that's damn good. So I think now we have Kawhi and PG healthy. And now Norman knows his role. That's a really important part to what this team is doing. He's in the perfect role coming off the bench, spark plug, like you said, yesterday and today. And I think today is even more indicative of what's going to happen moving forward. I mean, Norm, yeah, Norm is in the perfect role. And what we talked about before with was sort of these sort of games that matter. Of course, yesterday mattered. Every win matters. Every win counts. Every win is good. But today against a team like the Raptors, Amir Coffey got one minute. But other than that, it was a nine-man rotation. And to see those minutes dispersed, this is sort of how it's going to go. I think, of course, Covington, another uh, DNP CD. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Norm just has such a, a perfect role for him now where he can come off the bench. He can distribute a little bit, three assists. He can play some defense, which is a little underrated on. Three steals tonight, 22 points, efficient as can be. When he doesn't have to have all, much like Paul George, when there's not so much pressure on him, he can come in and just do his thing. And I'm very enthused with with the role that he has now perfectly fit into. One interesting difference, by the way, between yesterday's game and today's game. No John Wall in today's game. 31 minutes today for Reggie Jackson. One turnover in 31 minutes for Jackson. Because I was looking, and you just said the nine-man rotation. And once again, that's something that's been going to, I mean, kind of going to plan over the last couple of games is this nine-man rotation for the Clippers. And yesterday, we saw it. And it was, for the most part, it was Powell, Wall, Mann, and Kennard off the bench. And... The reason that it changes, obviously, is Kawhi comes in, Wall goes out. You still have basically the eight other guys um, or seven other guys that are the same. I think it's eight. Yeah, so eight guys. Um, So now you look at yesterday's game, and John Wall played about 25 minutes and had five turnovers. You wonder what the Clippers are going to do when they have Wall healthy along with Reggie Jackson, Kawhi, PG, and then, of course, you've got Kennard, Mann. Uh, the one thing I don't want to see is I don't want to see Mann all of a sudden fall out of the rotation because he was pivotal to what the Clippers did yesterday in that comeback win. And some could say that he should be playing even more minutes. He played 21 yesterday. He only played 12 today. So the Clippers, and this is a good thing, are going to have a personnel problem here um, if they stay healthy, which, again, is a big if because – Ty Lue's going to have to figure out who stays benched and who starts. Because once you said, you said again, Rocco, DMPCD, and we've been clamoring for him to play, but it seems like he just doesn't fit in this nine-man rotation. So kudos to Reggie Jackson. He's not talked about much after today's game, but 20 points on a super efficient 9 of 15. Um, the one thing that I think was really the most impressive, and it's not the point total, is the one turnover in 31 minutes. And I think that's... Huge, because you and I have talked about how much pressure he has had on himself when PG and Kawhi have been out of the lineup. And he's had to create, and he's done foolish things, whether it's shooting poor shots or turning the ball over. But he doesn't need to be that guy. He can just fill a role. Once again, that's the role, the word role. He fills his role, and he only has one turnover. 
So I think that's the difference between Reggie Jackson and Wall. Is that Wall, sure, he scored a little bit yesterday, but he had five turnovers. And the Clippers right now need to focus on limiting turnovers because the reason why that's the number one thing that I want to see them figure out is to limit those turnovers is because their offense is so good. They have so many good players that the more turnovers you have, the less shots you take. I mean, the less turnovers you have, the more shots you take. It's that simple. So, yeah, that's that's my focus. That's my take on uh, Jackson and Wall. Do you have uh, an opinion on those uh, two guys? 19 turnovers yesterday, nine today. Yeah. And it's not a faith no more situation. And this, and I don't want this to be sacrilege, but I I get a little concerned when when John Wall's on the floor. And I brought this up before when I saw them live. When they're out and running, when they're in transition, which is a little bit few and far between, he he's doing his thing. And but in the half court sets, it seems to me that there there's a little a little disconnect or something to be something to be desired with John Wall on the floor. Now maybe maybe I'm overthinking it, but I have not necessarily enjoyed his time on the floor. The, the you know the hero ball the pull up mid range that we've talked about before it, it's just not exactly my favorite so I'm sure I'm sure it can be worked out but I have not been incredibly enthused with what I've seen from from John Wall especially in the half court sets and listen Reggie Jackson has had some pretty bad games too totally um, totally he he has too yeah it 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 goes back and forth I guess maybe maybe I'm just a little and I hate to interrupt maybe I'm just a little Reggie biased just uh, but from what I've seen, I've, I've been a little concerned is maybe a strong word, but no, it's fine. I think it's a, that's a fi- yeah, I think that's a fine word. And I think the other thing with Reggie Jackson, and you said that uh, you have some bias is that he's earned it. I mean, the last couple of years, he's earned it. He has played out of his damn mind the last couple of years to help this team in a lot of difficult situations. And so he has earned the spot that he has right now. And you talk about. Reggie Jackson and John Wall. And then of course there's lineups right now that Ty Lue's running out. That is Luke Kennard along with four wings. Um, and whether that is Batum, Kawhi, PG, and then Morris or some other iteration with Powell um, instead. And then also today he ran out at Batum, Zoo, Kennard, um, Kawhi, and then one other guy, and uh, I think Morris perhaps on the floor. So there are different iterations you can have, and it doesn't involve Reggie Jackson or Wall on the floor. And so the Clippers have the benefit now of three different point guard-esque guys. So there's going to be an odd man out. But once again, I'm going to repeat this, and I've said it on basically every single podcast. It's all health dependent, and this team has not shown the ability to stay healthy for more than a week this season. So we'll see what happens in the rest of the road trip. Obviously, Boston's next, but if this team can stay healthy, then you're going to have a personnel issue, and you're going to have to figure out what you want to do, because I understand that this team obviously has great chemistry, but I wonder how long Robert Covington's okay getting a DNP CD. I wonder how long guys like John Wall are happy not playing very many minutes. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting uh, to see how this team shakes out. But once again, by the way, have you heard anybody clamor for Musa Diabate? Because I haven't. No. People have clamored for my 
Musa. <laughs> so, folks, there you have it. But no, he's not been clamored to be on the floor. Yeah, I mean, the Clippers come back against the Pistons yesterday. Didn't hear anything about him. They go and they beat Toronto handedly today. Didn't hear anything more about him. But you know why you didn't hear anything about him? Because big freaking zoo. 23 points, 16 rebounds. He was a man possessed today doing everything on the offensive end, the defensive end. This is a game that he should dominate against a very small Raptors team. I mean, they are a team that you can go after with a good big. And Zoo is one of the best centers in the NBA. And once again, Zoo dominates. And this is one day after, by the way. He had 12 points and 15 rebounds against the Pistons. So he continues to rebound the basketball and continues to rack up the double-doubles. I believe he has nine games of 15-plus rebounds is what I thought the stat is that I saw after the game. So you have Zoo, and of course the reason why people are clamoring for Badia Bate is because Zoo was hurt and the Clippers had a big man issue. Um, but man, as long as Zoo is healthy... You don't need to worry about that second big man spot. You just don't. I mean, there are some games I'm sure you're going to want to have a big man on there that you can help with, like yesterday, where you may want to have a second guy to go against Isaiah Stewart or Duran. But, I mean, dude, you you got Batum, you got Morris, you got Covington, who hasn't even been used. This team is just so good and so good defensively, so many different wings that they can throw at people that man zoo dude he he covers up a lot of holes that you may think the clippers might have from night to night because of how good he is in the middle of the floor for the clippers and check this out he had 16 rebounds as you said six were defensive 10 brandon were offensive rebounds keeping the possession alive he was unbelievable tonight yeah uh, i'm so impressed with him and what he has done for the Clippers. And it's mind-boggling. When you watch games like this, it makes me so frustrated that Doc Rivers insisted on playing Montrez Hale for 18 straight minutes when he had Zoo on the team who was fully capable of being a fantastic center. So you look at Kawhi and PG complimenting each other very well today. Kawhi knowing that, hey, They're double and triple teaming me. I'm not going to force him. I'm going to find the open man. He gets eight assists. You have Reggie Jackson, who played a fantastic game with just one turnover and 20 points. Zoo was dominant, setting great screens. Brian Seaman with the line of the night, with Zoo having big pick energy. I mean, phenomenal line from Mr. Brian Seaman, who is just a fantastic TV voice for the Clippers, and hopefully we'll have him on the podcast soon, actually. And then, of course, Norm Powell, who's got his role. So today was the perfect example, Matt, of what this team can be when healthy. Exactly. Big pick energy all around. Brian Seaman, I used to listen to him on the radio locally here in L.A. before before our the great Ralph Lawler uh, retired. Uh, I just got Lawler's book, actually. For Christmas, I'm going to start reading it. I'll report back. I'll do a book report for you guys. I cannot wait to read that. And also just a yeah, fantastic performance. The nine-man rotation, obviously without Wall, like we said. Covington, DNPCD, but Zoo, Red, Arjax, PG, Senior, who we didn't even mention, but he had a he had a okay game. Filled it up a little bit on the peripherals with two with a steal, three assists, four boards. Loving what I'm seeing right now. 
and you just wonder where where this team can go. Um, and it's it's great when you see a game like this that the Clippers have it, man. They they have it, and Toronto certainly has its flaws. And we'll see what the Clippers have when they play against Boston. But dude, this was a schedule loss. It, it was certainly a schedule loss. The Clippers had issues getting out of Detroit yesterday and didn't arrive into Toronto, into their hotel until 4 a.m. this morning. And you look at a team that got into Toronto at 4 a.m. and did what they did from start to finish in this game, it is damn impressive. And for them to come out and outscore the Raptors by 11 in the third quarter to basically take a stranglehold of this game, this team today showed us that they could be a title contender. And I know I've said on this podcast, we can't talk about this team as a title contender until they're healthy. But right now they're healthy. And so they gave you that tease. They're such a freaking tease, Matt, this team. Because at games like this, you say, damn, this team can be really, really special. They are special. And I've got I've got three things to throw at you right now. One is going to be a tease, just like our Clippers. There was a time when I was in a band, we recorded an album in Detroit, of all places. We tried to go to Toronto, or, or we tried to go to Canada. We weren't let in because of me. That's a story for another time, but but check mark that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you at another date. Number two. I know we went over the Tsunami Poppy nickname after the Hornets game. Do you want to hear Chris Boucher's nickname on Basketball Reference? Go ahead. Slim Duck. <laughs> what? With two M's. Slim Duck. Why? I couldn't tell you. I, that doesn't make any sense. That's weird. Um, <laughs> wow. And the, uh, and, and, the, and, my thir- and the third thing is, is a wish for the new year. I hope that I am not the only, and I consider myself a clipper, I hope I'm the only one, I'm not the only one who gets a ring this year. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, I can certainly put a plus one to that there. Um, And for, it's just, it's amazing because Luke Kennard didn't score today. T. Man only had two points. He was just one of two. And so basically was Powell, like I said, the six guys, that the five starters, plus Batum and Powell. And they still won handedly against Toronto. And it just, it's the Clippers look good today. They looked really good today. And the turnovers were good. They shot the ball well. They had 93 shots to just 84 to Toronto. And I've talked about that. And I brought up that stat several times, field goals attempted. And as long as the Clippers have more field goals attempted than their opponent, they're going to be in good shape because their offensive players, more often than not, are better than their opponents. So it's it's looking good for the team. I think that the next game will certainly be a great test at the Celtics. That game is on Thursday. So we'll talk, obviously, more um, after that one and see where this team's at. But a, a lot of positives to take from today's game. Yeah, it's going to be a nice, a nice little run here with the Celtics on Thursday. The Pacers on New Year's Eve. Uh, it's an afternoon game, but I, I think we should be able to take care of business and then coming back in the new year against the Heat. Yeah. And then the Nuggets, just uh, it's 
it's going to be a it's going to be a great slate of games just to see if we can build on the momentum that the Clippers have now and where we're going to stand moving into the uh, into the new year. This team has a chance to go four and one in this road trip. We'll see if they can beat Boston and Indiana. But I mean, it's just more of what we saw today. PG today nine of eighteen. Yesterday, PG nine of nineteen. He had fourteen free throw attempts yesterday. Didn't get to the line today. But as, as if he's taking close to twenty shot attempts. The Clippers should be in good shape. And then Kawhi does his thing, and then you add in the complementary pieces, which really is what they are, whether it's Zoo or Batum or Powell um, or Kennard, Reggie Jackson. It doesn't matter who it is night to night. Norm Powell, just it, it's you add in those complementary pieces of those two guys, and this team is certainly cooking. So we'll, we'll see where this team goes. But I'm thrilled with today's performance. And, man, it's a good one. So we'll see what happens against the Celtics. Any final uh, words? Well, just that the next four that we're talking about, Celtics, Pacers, Heat, Nuggets, none of them are back-to-back. So hopefully for yeah. those four, we'll have our full complement of guys yep. and just see how their rotations, if they maintain the way we're thinking. Uh, thank you, Brandon, for having me on. Thank you for the well wishes about the marriage. Uh, and I just cannot wait to get back on here and discuss the Clippers again. It's always the most fun. Yes, sir. We'll uh, we'll see when we decide to do that. My guess is that we'll probably do a podcast Saturday after the Pacers game or Sunday at some point. It'll be the next time you get an Ethos Clippers podcast in your ears to break down the Boston and Indiana games. But we'll see if things change between now and then. Maybe, just maybe, we'll do one on Friday or even Thursday night after that Boston game. So we'll see how things go. But, of course, Matt, Matt Warren on Twitter. You can find him there. You can find me at BD Marcus. It's the Ethos Clippers podcast. You can go follow, rate, review the podcast, interact with us on Twitter, whatever you'd like. A big thank you. I know I said the last podcast to everyone who has downloaded and listened to this podcast and interacted with us over this year. We continue to try and make this podcast grow and continue to try and get great guests along with the two of us on this podcast. So thank you for listening. You've had a great year so far with the Clippers. We've got probably one more podcast coming at at least in your ears before the new year. But a big thank you to everyone. And I hope everyone has a great end of the year and a good 2023 ahead. It's been a good one, Matt. And it's come with uh, you getting a ring. Hopefully the Clippers getting a ring. And frankly, for me, I I got myself a co-host. So it's it's been a good year, my friend. Every win is good. Every pot is good. Everything is good, my friend. What a way to end it. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Brandon. And go Clips. Go Clips.